It's Fire Away Friday. Fire Away Friday. On Exploring the Word, this is your chance to ask us your Bible question at 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. You can also email your question at word at AFR.net or visit Facebook.com slash Exploring the Word. Exploring the Word. It's Fire Away Friday on American Family Radio. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Exploring the Word. I'm Jim Stanley sitting in for the beloved Dr. Alex McFarland and my good friend, Reverend Bert Harper. Oh, man. I almost wow. gave you an honorary doctorate there. Listen, the number of people that wanted to call me doctor, you know, they're limited. Uh, after they talk to me, they, they don't. <laughs> but anyway, no, it is good to be with you, Jim. Alex, traveling man, I, he's back in the air and... But it's a difficult time to be in there with these northeaster things and coming in from the west. And so, uh, again, he was that way last Friday. The snow got him, and it's got him again. And so, Jim, I appreciate you coming in and sitting in. Well, it, you know, it's my honor uh, to, to do that anytime I get to sit in. Uh, folks, today is Fire Away Friday, and we are going to take your questions at 888 888-589-8840 is the number to call, and we'd be happy to hear from you. Um, Bert, as we're waiting, you know, my throat has been fine all day <laughs> until I sit behind this microphone. That I apologize, because even though I put my cough button on, I'm almost sure I heard me through your microphone. Um, and so... You know, as we're waiting for the phone calls to come in, 888-589-8840. 8840. Yeah. I, so suddenly, I went to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, because the prefixes down there were 582 and 583. Yeah. And so, I, I do you ever get those little Hey, guess what, I, guess what I do every day? I write it down, man. Well, there you go. I don't want to take a chance on brain freeze after COVID two times. Yeah. You know, fog brain. Right. Uh, it could set in had, at any time, so I write it down. I had foggy brain before COVID. Oh, me. So, <laughs> um, we have, and, and I, we have a, an email from David, and David sent this question, and it's one we get from time to time, and as the phones load up at 888 Five eight nine eight eight four zero. Thank you. Limited applause, a little golf clap. We take it when we can. Um, we have another question, and as I said, it's one we've had before. It says, "I do not permit." And from Second Timothy, pardon me, First Timothy, second chapter, twelve through fifteen, says, "I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived." But the woman was deceived, fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Bert, we, and as I said, we get this question all the time because we have denominations that don't recognize women preachers. Now, you and I have talked about this, and if there is a male senior pastor in the church and he permits his wife to speak or if he permits another lady to speak, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and then if the woman is an evangelist and she's going out, you know, and has her own ministry, um, I don't, 
you know, I, I don't think that God limits that because look at the women that have been recorded in the Bible who have been essential to God's plan. I agree with you. And uh, we have this question quite often. I, I just want to throw a few things out here personally. If I had to name uh, top five teachers who has helped me and helped me and at critical times, and Graham Lotz would be in that category uh, at a strategic time in my life when I wondered where to go and what to do. I got her book. And I read that, and it touched my life. Mm-hmm. It strengthened me. And I was listening. This is before I was an employee at AFR. I was listening to AFR, and Ann Graham Lotz was on that program that day, and she just had a 30-minute you know, teaching. Someone had invited her to right. teach on their program, and it touched my life, helped me at that time. And so I agree with you fully. Uh, Kay Arthur is awesome. She is, I was looking at who all was going to be at the Cove with Alex. Alex is going to be there in November. And I was looking who else was going to be there. And there was Ann Graham Lotz. There was Kay Arthur and, and Ever. And one woman, she's two women that's already gone to be of the Lord that just touched my life every time I heard them. One of them uh, was, was Bertha Smith. She was a missionary to China right before, you know, the communists took over, mm-hmm. and uh, she wrote books, Go Home and Tell, and, and then the other one from The Hiding Place, yes. Tori Ten Boom. Yes. Uh, listen, these women have touched my life. If they had been silent and no, quote, uh, man, pastor, let them speak, I would have missed out on a lot in my life. So I agree with you, the senior position, but after that, I think they are under authority and scripturally what it says in first timothy amen all right well let's go we've got a full line full board of lines now let's go that didn't take long at all we're going to talk to jim from mississippi jim good afternoon and welcome to exploring the word hello can you hear me we can great um i've had this question for many years now uh I listen to your program often, and this is the first time I've had the opportunity to call in. Uh, it's about the book of Revelation. Uh, towards the end of it, John saw the new Jerusalem coming down, and he was given the dimensions of the city. And I may be wrong, but I, I believe the dimensions were 1,300 miles square. Is that correct? It is a cube. It's up. It's uh, both dimensions, depth and width and height. Uh, if you want to get that into proper order, it would be like from the uh, Atlantic Ocean to Denver, Colorado, and that's close to what that is. Mm-hmm. And up and down, there's plenty of room. Uh, there's a song that came out several years ago. I love children's songs, and it was, Jesus, I Heard You Had a Big House. Yeah. And uh, I love that song, and uh, it kind of goes along with my, my mind. But there's plenty of room there, and uh, well, that's what, right, Jim. What I don't understand about what I don't understand about it, I can see the dimensions on the on the land, but 1,300 miles high, that that would put it well out into space. 
It's a new creation. That's it's right. It's going to be whole different. Uh, what we do, if we're not careful, we limit God to our dimension. And and I, and I don't mean to get Star Trekky on anybody, but but God is in a whole different dimension, Jim. And that's I don't know what that does to everybody, but Jim, you and I were talking earlier, mm-hmm. and I taught some of the things that just make me love God and trust Him more are the things that's beyond my comprehension. And Jim, I agree. That's beyond my comprehension, far as understanding it. But I know God said it, so that's the way it is. Right. And and one other thing too. Now the the caller's name is Jim, and of course my name is Jim. So <laughs> uh, if, I'm not speaking to myself in the third person here. But um, one other thing to think about is, even though we don't understand what that is, we know we're going to get a new body, but we don't know what kind of body that's going to be. And we don't know what kind of elevator the good Lord may have. <laughs> well, it, it so, says we will have a body likened unto his, and here's what Jesus could do with his body. He could be on the road with the two people on the road to right? Emmaus one moment and then be back in Jerusalem just seconds or a second right. later. Right. Now, we do not find Jesus in two places at one time. You know, it says in the book of Philippians, and he became flesh. Right. Uh, Now, again, he shed his blood, but it was still flesh. That's right. And so that's why he says it's a must that the Holy Spirit will come because my spirit can be in those places. Mm -hmm. So I wonder about a new body. It'll be similar to that. So I'm not sure we'll need an elevator. It may be. That's true. We could elevate uh, from there. And, And so, Jim. We don't know what we don't know, and both Bert and I are okay saying we don't know, (laughs) but I can tell you that I know there in John, it says that I have gone to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also, and in my Father's house are many rooms. That's the other thing. We think of it as we're all going to have this cabin over the hillside. But if we think about the Jewish tradition of homes, as the family was added to, the house was added to. And it was going up generation for generation. Uh, They'd build another floor. So, man, I may get on the 15th, 13th, 100th. Let me tell you, as long as I'm there. Hey, hey, Jim, thank you for that good question, brother. We appreciate you, man. Let's talk to Robert from Mississippi. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, Robert, are you there? Going once. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, you're on, man. Me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'd like to ask a question, if I may, about the straight and narrow way where Jesus said there'd be few that find it. So is that an, an indication that the majority of humanity goes to hell, not heaven. Ooh. Robert, wide is the gate and narrow is the way. Uh, listen, if there's another, there's another word picture. We call it a parable about the soil, the sower and the soil. And if you remember, it's divided up into four different groups. The, the seed that landed on the hard soil didn't even begin to sprout. Some sprouted, but it didn't grow because it was just too shallow. And a, a, another one, 
Uh, they grew up, but it was weeded out because of all the weeds and the vines. Only 25% of those seed reached, uh, I would say, the fruit and the purpose for what it is. So, Robert, when it comes to those adults mm -hmm. who are at least those people who come to the point of accountability, that's another time for another uh, show, uh, I, I think that is a accurate uh, application of that. And uh, have you ever heard of the 80-20 principle, Robert? Even in church, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And uh, so uh, I, I don't think that's a bad interpretation of what you're seeing in the straight and narrow. Amen. Um, you know, a moment ago I was talking about the, the preamble, if you will, from John 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is a continuation of that thought. And Thomas, uh, you know, I'd said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Doubting Thomas, even though he may have been doubting, I think he had faith Amen. because he was strong enough to ask the questions. Said, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by or through me. So um, I want you to understand that the way has been made for every person on the face of the earth to find Jesus. And I mean that because even nature cries out to the magnificence of God. So, Robert, there is the straight and narrow. And as Bert said, you know, wide is the path, narrow is the gate. The gate is Jesus. And if we stay on the straight and narrow and we are pulling somebody behind us on the straight and narrow, then that person has a better chance. Amen. So let's go make disciples. Amen. Hey, you're listening to Exploring the Word. Jim and Bert with you today. And we'll be back with more of Fireway Friday right after this break. This is Pause to Pray a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. She is currently in her 11th year on the Supreme Court. Prior to serving on the court, she had worked as Associate White House Counsel and also as United States Solicitor General. Titus 3.1 reminds us of the importance of obeying the law. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Elena Kagan in her work on the U.S. Supreme Court. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says the world is full of secret agent Christians who claim to love the Lord, but don't show any evidence of it. We'll hear a great illustration about why that approach doesn't work as we spend two minutes with Tony. When a person joins the army, it's free. You don't have to pay to join the army. But once you're in the army, that's a whole nother way of operating. You're not a civilian anymore. First of all, you're easily identifiable based on the branch of service you're in. We can look at your attire and know you're in the Navy, the Army, the Air Force. We can look at, because 
you have publicly displayed where you are. It's visible. They have the rights over your life. Send you here, tell you got to go there. They got to relocate here because they have become Lord of your existence. You got in there free. But once you get in there, they become Lord. And when you don't allow the armed services to become Lord, you AWOL. You operating against the program. Because as Acts 10.36 says, he is Lord of all. As Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 declares that all things have been placed under Christ. God has many Christians who are on their way to heaven who are AWOL on earth. They don't want to put on the uniform. They want to be in the army of the Lord functioning like a civilian. If you're ready to make a real commitment to the Lord, and see your life change from the inside out, visit TonyEvans.org today and click on the link that says Jesus. You'll find lots of helpful information. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. I, I wanted to let that bed play out a little bit because when it starts off, I have the answer to every question. I may need to take that advice <laughs> and and let Jesus be the answer Amen. to that question. I'm reminded of a story of a little boy in Sunday school, you know, and uh, he'd been going to Sunday school all of his life. And he wasn't listening one day and the teacher asked who was responsible for marking on the board when they came in. And little boy, you know, he wasn't listening. He held his, <laughs> up his hand. He said, I don't know what it is, but it's Jesus. And uh, we, we, Jesus is the answer, but not always for those things. But, hey, Jim, again, uh, those of you that are listening, Alex is not here. He's traveling. And we are excited about that because Alex is a true evangelist. And uh, he would, I'm sure he would love for you to uh, connect with him, AlexMcFarlane.com. Uh, you can Check with him and check, see if you would want him in your church. Uh, I had a call just the other day from a friend, and uh, there was a group of churches going together and having a crusade, uh, and Alex is the guy they felt like needed to be there. So if you're looking for someone like that in your church, evangelism, I, I would also say apologetics. He combines those two things, and Alex can do it. So alexmcfarland.com. That's it. And you can find out where he's going to be and how you can bring him to your community. And I can promise you that he'll come at the drop of a hat and stands ready to drop the hat. Exactly. I was going to say, he'll drop the hat. He's a preacher. Amen. Amen. Hey, where are we, we ready for another call? Uh, we are. We're going to talk to, by the way, folks, the number is 888-589-8840. And right now we're going to talk to Tony from North Carolina. Tony, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Doing well, I brother. I got a question to ask you. And uh, before I ask a question, I'd like to say, uh, listen to your ministry brought me to the Lord. 
Amen. And I got Hold on. Let's stop there a second. All right, Tony, you don't know how much you bless us there because it's our hope every day that we can help someone come to know Christ. It's great to sit here and study the Word. Don't misunderstand me. We want to do that because we believe in the mission of AFA, which is to help make disciples. But to have someone tell us that they came to a saving knowledge of Christ because of uh, the ministry of AFR and exploring the Word, brother, that blesses our heart. And I want to greet you into the family of God. Well, I thank you very much, brother. Amen. I got a question to ask you in Matthew 24. Um, when the disciples came to Jesus and uh, asking him what the signs of the time would be, as you read down in Matthew, it tells us immediately after the tribulation period, you'll see the Son of Man coming in the sky, and uh, the dead in Christ will rise first, and the ones will be called up second. Where are they finding the rapture? taking place before that? Tony, that's a great question. And, you know, we talk about that a lot on this program. And, Bert, I know you and Alex have gone into this deeply. Let me just say this. Uh, Tony, you are right in so many ways. When you talk about, it's called eschatology. That's the big word that I had to learn later on in life. We just talked about the second coming of Christ. Uh, there there's definitely a rapture, okay? It means gathering away. Even though the word rapture's not, caught up is in the Scriptures. And over in Thessalonians, it seems to put a little bit of addition to the uh, Matthew 24 account that Jesus gave, that those that remain will be caught up with the Lord in the air. And and now there's the issue is when it happens. It's going to happen. Does it happen before the tribulation? Some people believe it's going to happen halfway through the tribulation. Others believe it's going to happen after. Some people don't believe there's going to be a thousand-year reign. They believe it's a, a, a biblical or, I would say, you know, spiritual thing. But I do believe literally. I believe when you put all of it together, the rapture of the church does take place. But I want to just tell you, here's what I preach when I'm preaching on it. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, and I could be, I want to be ready at any time to go through whatever comes yeah. my way. So, Tony, I, just being as honest, and I try to be as honest as I can on this program. It's not because it's just today. Uh, I believe the rapture will take place before. But if it does not, mm -hmm. we still have his assurance that he's going to be with us through the greatest to difficulties the the to the end of the age. Hey. And so that's that's the answer I always give. Tony, let me follow up on that, and what I want to do is I want to take you on down in Matthew uh, there at verse 36. But of that day and of an hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, I say that because it took Noah more than a minute to build the ark. <laughs> and just like Bert said a minute ago, we want to be found waiting and watching. We also want to be building the ark. 
We want to be telling people about Christ. We want to warn them as Noah did. And the testimony that Noah had, Bert, in his faithfulness to build that ark when there had never been rain. There had been dew, but there had never been rain, much less a flood. And so, you know, nowadays you preach Jesus on the street corner and you'll have people tell you there's no Jesus and that there's no heaven, there's no hell. You'll have people tell you all these things. But friend, you keep building that boat. Two of the greatest men in the Old Testament, and uh, I love them. My two favorites, Caleb and Nehemiah. Uh, I won't go into all the reasons, but Moses, uh, excuse me, Noah and Abraham. Noah built that ark uh, saying it's going to rain when he didn't even know what rain was and never experienced it, and he did it. You know, when everybody, uh, where are you going to launch this this craft this uh seaworthy craft it's dry there's no you know so i'm amazing that the other one is abraham who he he believed god he said i'm going to show you a city later on amen i'm going to take you to a land and can you imagine abraham going home and telling sarah to pack well where are we going i don't know i don't know when we're going to get there i don't know but when i'm following god amen that's kind of faith i want that in my life and uh i pray that those of us that are following Christ would have that. All right. We're going to talk. Hey, again, thanks for the question. We're going to talk to Stephen now. Stephen's calling in from Louisiana. Good afternoon. I think that's Iowa. Oh, Iowa. I'm sorry. Yeah, up there that, in cold weather. That gets those trifocals getting the way. Yeah, man. Hey, Stephen, welcome. Well, I've got bifocals, so I've been down that same road. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys, Jim and Bert, so much for your ministry. And a phrase that has come to my mind here recently is strong delusion. And I think that's biblical. Could you enlighten us on that, what the context is of strong delusion? Wow, Bert, that's – and Stephen, please hear me when I say this. I know you don't know me, but Bert does, and so you got – he'll hear my heart. I think that if you looked around you in your town, if you looked around you in our town, and then if you expound that to look upon our country, you'd see what the spirit of delusion looks like because that's all men, basically. You know, we may not be have been giving over to a reprobate mind yet, but, Bert, I really believe we got to be knocking on that door. I agree. The strong delusion, people are deluded. They, they do not receive the truth. Several scriptures come to my mind, Stephen. One of them is this, that Satan has blinded the minds mm-hmm. of those, not blinding the eyes, blinded the minds where they cannot see uh, truth. The truth is not there. They can't hear it. They do not receive it. They turn away from it. Another scripture comes to my mind, and matter of fact, that's what I'm going to be preaching from uh, this Sunday at First Baptist Church Ballroom, where I'm interim pastor. I'm going to be preaching in Romans chapter 1, and it shows you the uh, the when God gave them over or God gave them down, they started, they were neither thankful. They knew God, mm-hmm. but they denied him. And it ends up all the way in verse 32 where they're promoting that which is ungodly and unbelief. That strong delusion that you're talking about, Stephen, is going to get worse and worse. The Bible says it will get worse and worse. Yeah. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. Now, I know what they were doing, but one of the things in the uh, day of Noah was there was people that 
their intent of their heart was evil continually. Yeah. And and we're getting there with a large segment of our society. You know, I saw, and, and I, I'm not making light of this, uh, but I saw a meme the other day, and it was one that um, I'm so thankful my mom and dad didn't let me choose my gender while I was still eating crayons. You know, um, we live in a society that is so delusional that we we think that gender change means a gender has changed, and it doesn't. Um, and we see that. In fact, Bert and I were talking about this a little earlier in my office, uh, the case that's going on, I believe, at Penn State, where they have a college player who has had the uh, surgery and is a transgender person, but went through puberty as a male <clears throat> and so has all this strength and all the muscles and everything, and he's competing with, with um, young ladies in swimming. And people who have been state champions don't have a chance now. So, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, Stephen. If you want to look for what the delusion looks like, the spirit of delusions, just look at America. And how do we get back from that? We pray for a revival. Amen. We pray that the knowledge of Christ pierces the veil of the darkness that has surrounded and encamped our country. Uh, Stephen, thanks for the call. Man, we, we sure appreciate it. We're going to talk to Anna from Oklahoma. Anna, good afternoon, and welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi. Yes, go right ahead, Anna. Okay. My question is, when uh, Jesus was being tempted uh, during the 40 days, um, and uh, so the devil said, if you will worship me. Oh, I had a comment I went, uh, on what you just said. Uh, one of my prayers uh, is out of Proverbs, and I think that's what Bert and Alex are in right now. Isn't yes, it? yes. Anyway, it says, keep lies and deceit far from me. <laughs> and that's a, a great Amen. I agree day. with you. Yeah. So anyway, back to my question. Um, so anyway, when Jesus was tempted and Satan said, you know, if you'll fall down and worship me, I will give you all of this you know, indicating the earth. And um, so what gave Satan the right to say that? Okay. First of all, he's a liar. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mean to be flippant, but that's Satan. He is the prince of lies, the father of lies. Uh, from the very beginning, it is there. Was it his to give? Well, he's the prince and power of the air, and he has limited power here. And so uh, that limited power that gives him jurisdiction, um, you know, he was wanting that. But again, Jesus could read right through him, mm -hmm. and he knew that it was only temporary. What Satan gives you of any satisfaction, and that would be a good point, that temptation would only be temporary because he is going to be brought up, and he will be judged, cast into the lake of fire, that burns forever and ever. So he he really he was he was superseding his power to offer that mm -hmm. just like he does us. You know, Jesus replied there uh, in chapter four of Luke and uh, verse eight, and he says, and he an and Jesus answered him, "It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve." You know. Um, what I wish Jesus had said, and I know this is arrogant. 
I know, I know, and I'm sorry. I, I don't mean it like that. Please understand. But um, I kind of wish Jesus had replied with Genesis 1, and the beginning <laughs> was the Word, you know? Yeah. Uh, John 14, or pardon me, John 1. one uh, And the beginning was the Word. Yeah, First and, John 1, 1. And, you know, uh, but now that hadn't been written yet. Yeah, know. You know, it, it was being formed. But even going back to Genesis, in you know, let us, let us create, yeah, and let us create man in our image. <clears throat> I, if Jesus had said, Satan, dude, you were, you, you were there, but you didn't get it then. You don't get it now. And then the progression of that temptation, the next thing Satan does is try and quote scripture <laughs> to the living word. With the next temptation, he says, he took him to Jerusalem, put him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written. Amen. And and so he says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then the devil was done. You know, and, and so for a while, for a while, it came and back later. When Let, you see those, yeah, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, I, I just want to say to Anna, if you can get the books and I recommend this quite often, it's not in FA, AFA store, but it's still a good book. If you can get it, Frank Peretti's books, this present darkness. Oh, wow. It will help you understand Satan's mode of operation as good as anybody. And it also shares jurisdiction. Uh, you remember it talks about Satan in all of his realms, and that is called jurisdiction. So Satan uh, has all uh, partial jurisdiction, but it's limited, and it is not eternal. He yeah. can only do it for a while. He is on a leash. Yeah. I wish I'd have thought about that book when Stephen was on the air with us. Stephen, if you're still listening, that'd be a good book for you, too, and that way you can see how the, some of the delusions work. That's right. Folks, this is Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. He's Bert Harper. I'm Jim Stanley. And we'll continue with your questions at 888-589-8840 here on AFR. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Friendships is looking for full-time volunteer men and women who are serious about serving God, investing time in rewarding work, and helping people in need around the world. There is no charge to serve. Room and board are provided. A willing heart and a desire to work as part of a team are the primary skills required. Check out the opportunities at friendships.org or email portmercy at friendships.org. That's portmercy at friendships.org. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. 
The city's wall is 216 feet high. Twelve gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun. God's glory lights the city. No tears. No pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. Jesus told his disciples in Mark 6, 30 and 31, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. Do you know it's all right for Christians to rest? Jesus gives us permission to occasionally step away from our work for relaxation and refreshment. Sometimes we need rest for health reasons. Rest also keeps us from burning out. And then rest also helps us guard against our own weaknesses. We need downtime to reconnect with our families and friends. We also need restful times to reflect on God's work in our lives. So don't ignore your need for rest. It might just be what the great physician orders. For more resources, visit Moving Forward Radio. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Fire Away Friday. Jim and Bert with you. Alex is traveling and trying to get home in snow so you can pray for him. I misspoke. How unusual. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Alex is going to be at the Cove, and he is going to be looking at First Peter. But it's not in November or December, whatever I said. It is in July of 2022. And uh, you can go there and find out about it. He's going to be at the Cove July the 8th through July the 10th. That's a Friday through Sunday. And he'll be pre- uh, teaching on First Peter. And, Jim, I tell them they get a triple blessing. They get to hear First Peter talk. They get to hear Alex teach it. And then they get to be at the Cove. That's so, right. So uh, Alex is always promoting that. We're promoting it for him. Uh, I, I want to just tell you, it would be a great blessing for him to see you. He loves to meet with people, especially those people that listen to Exploring the Word. Oh, I was, and absolutely, because the um, experience of the Cove, if you ever have the opportunity to go, and there's a Bible study going on there, go. <laughs> if you have the double blessing of being there when Alex is being there, that's well worth it. Uh, boy, it's just a beautiful place. It's a, a beautiful retreat. And the people there, you want to talk about servants of the Lord? Man, they're all about serving. And that, that and you can tell, I mean, it. Um, it's everybody. It's not just one person. It's every person I've ever met there. A phrase come to my mind, they really know how to treat a fella. That's right. That's <laughs> they right. They really do. Amen. All right. Let's go back to Iowa, if my trifocals are correct, and we're going to talk to Marty. Marty, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And uh, by the way, on this question, I need trifocals. I do not understand uh, some of this element. Um, 
I'm going to the rich man and Lazarus, and Jesus talking about how the rich man was talking with Moses, and it has to do with with hell and recognizing that nothing on in all of the universes can survive without God, the deity. And to me, my question is, is how is it that deity will sustain even Satan and even all those who refuse to believe in the free gift of salvation? And, and it would seem to me that there has to be an aspect of deity, forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, an aspect of deity in hell that maintains these souls that would not come to a, a saving knowledge of Christ. Otherwise, it would just they would be okay. Yeah, I, I I get the flow of right. this question, but let me. He was talking to Abraham, Father right. Abraham, by the way, Marty, and uh, I would say this: the very presence of God in a location where He demonstrates his glory or Shekinah. God can do that. Uh, you remember at the Mount of Transfiguration, his glory mm-hmm. was it came down. Uh, when they put the ark in the temple, his Shekinah glory of God was shown. So when you have God, you know, not being in hell, he is not. Right. But he has established it with his power to be a place of torment. It's a place of, it was called Gehenna, right. uh, you know, Hades, it is that place. And it's not a place that has to be maintained. Um, it's one of those things that God created it as an everlasting place of torment. And so uh, it's not like Satan is down there running hell. That they're, He's not. Satan is being punished in hell just as others are. And so when... I guess what I, I want to be trying to be a little clear about is that God has established it so it doesn't need management. It's one of those places, and that, in fact, is going to be one of the punishments of hell is the absolute and complete separation from God and the presence of God um, and even anything that would you know point you toward God. Uh, and so that, I think, is one of the punishments and one of the torments. And by the way, he, he, when he, what Abraham said was that you had Moses and the prophets to tell these people, to tell your relatives about God and who he is and what he does. And you have Christ who has, you know, who has come. He was not saying that the choice was theirs, just as it was the rich man's who is now in hell. It was his choice to reject God and reject Christ. And, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, Bert, whenever you and I get together in the office and talk, we don't think about some of these things. We just sit there and talk. And one of the things, you know, we had talked about today was just how God is and how amazing he is and how he does all things well. And it's unfortunate to consider that people are going to die and go to hell. But even hell was made well. Does that make sense? I got what you're saying. It, it's, yeah. um, it's not one that you have to keep putting charcoal on. When you think of hell, uh, 
it, you torment. It's a place of torment. It's a place of falling. It's called the bottomless pit. Mm -hmm. And it's a place where you hear the gnashing of teeth, the sound. <clears throat> There's two things that babies are born with fearful to begin with. Many of the others are acquired through mm -hmm. time. The fear of falling and loud voice, loud noise. Think in hell, the bottomless pit. Always the feeling of falling. Did you ever see the movie Vertigo? Mm -hmm. And that all that falling and that. I, every time I see that scene, I think of hell and the uh, fall, always feeling of falling. Yeah. So, so Marty, I hope we gave you some good information on that. Thank you for calling. Going to talk to Bradley now, calling from Arkansas. Bradley, good afternoon. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, letting me on. Uh, First-time caller on AFR, long-time listener. Um, hey, man. We love first-time callers, Bradley. Thank you, man. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, thanks, Bert. Um, my question was, y'all just briefly mentioned it, and I just wanted just a little quick snippet on it, maybe some scripture. Uh, I'm a I'm a newer father. I have a, a two year old and a two month old, a boy Amen. and a girl. <laughs> Woo. And thank you. Thank Amen. You. Yes, sir. Yeah, a little tired right now. I I'm bet. Tired. Listen, I, I'm <laughs> the one that mentioned the age of accountability. Right. Alex and I have talked age. about it quite a bit, Bradley. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the there's no certain age. There's you can't say 12 years old. Although I would say this, 12 years old is uh, a time uh, in the Jewish culture right. that it's a transitional time from childhood to adulthood, mm -hmm. manhood. And uh, but for some, ours, Doctor James Dobson talked about him being saved as a three year old. Mm -hmm. Now, what came across my mind, Jim and Bradley, does that mean had he not received Christ at that time as a dotted four-year-old, would he have gone to hell? I, I personally don't think so. Right. I, God is a merciful God. He wants to do. But there has to be a time in an individual's life uh, if they're not uh, mentally incapacitated in some great way where they see the claims of Christ and they must respond to the, they must respond to the light that they've been received. You talking about everybody, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to respond to the light creation, conscience, and Christ. Those are the three areas in all creation. The book of Romans talks about it and they start worshiping the created beings mm -hmm. or created things rather than the creator. They start talking about it and doing it their way. And God gave them up to their vile or unnatural uh, passions, that's them going their way. The light has come on, but they did not respond. It. Whenever that light is, that's right. It's that age of accountability. And uh, you know, in this day and age, man, age doesn't mean what it used to. I mean, you think of of kids nowadays and what all they're exposed to. And so, uh, Bradley, I, you know, like Bert said, for some it can be seven or eight, for others it may be twelve or fourteen. And, and I mean that because That's right. it's not until that person comes into the absolute ability to know right from wrong. And like Dr. Dobson said, for him, it was three. But not everybody grew up with Dr. Dobson's mom and dad. <laughs> and so, uh, Bradley, man, we'll be praying for you and know how much uh, that we wish you and your family well. Let's talk to David now from Mississippi. Welcome to Exploring the Word, David. 
Hey, uh, gentlemen, uh, I really enjoy your show. I try to listen as much as I can, and I'll be very quick. Um, I, I was concerned or reading about the parable of the wedding feast. It's either in Matthew or Luke where Jesus tells the parable about the um, rich man sending out his servants to go invite his friends, and his friends say no. So then he goes out and sends his servants out into the streets to collect people to come in and enjoy the wedding feast. But yet there was one person that was thrown out that didn't have wedding clothes on. And it said that he'd be thrown out into where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm, I'm concerned because wouldn't all the people that were invited in have not had wedding clothes if they were sent out at the, at the last minute? I'm, I'm just kind of wondering who, who that one person was and, and what, or what it represents. Great question. I appreciate that. Let me share this with you. Go to the book of Revelation, and we're clothed in robes of white. Those of us who are born again, we're clothed in robes of white. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, that is talking about those that were, you know, yes. He, if you put that in the context, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of those Jewish uh, cultured people should be involved in the wedding, mm -hmm. but they didn't come. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. So this represents going out into the hedges and highways and compelling those to come in, and it gathers up the Gentiles. They come in, and yet if those Gentiles come in and they have not been clothed in, in the garments of a forgiveness of the blood of Christ, then they're cast out. They're not automatically a part of the bride or the wedding. Mm -hmm. And and so you've got to come in with that relationship that comes with Christ. And with all my heart, David, I believe that is getting to the clothing. We're clothed in robes of white, and that is the garments that we are. Our sins are forgiven. We've been washed as white as snow. Paul talks a good bit about putting on, putting off the old man and putting on the new man. He also talks about it, the garments, put off the old garments and put on the new garments of grace. And so I believe that is where it's referring to, guys. All right, David, thanks for the call uh, this afternoon. We appreciate it. We're going to talk to Wayne calling from Mississippi now. Wayne, welcome to Exploring the Word. Yes, sir, Jim. I appreciate it, brother. And I got to hear you all go about the holy promise that Jesus gave. Was and as it was in Noah's day, mm -hmm. so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And the days of Lot, he spoke about that too. Yes, sir. And I want to ask y'all this. I run into them a lot these days. Scoffers, you share Jesus with them, and they'll tell you, says, well, I've heard that all my life. And I said, really? And I said, you know, the Lord himself spoke to Apostle Peter about scoffers in the last days. And they'll say, well, everything's going to like it was in, in the time of old. You know, when my father fell asleep, all things continue as it was. And I, I'm running into a lot of that, brother, a lot of, uh, and it breaks your heart. So as a believer in Jesus, I do believe what Jesus said, that the kingdom of God is right at the doors. And Bert, what well, you talked about, I'm pre-trip. Revelation 
chapter 3, verse 10, the Lord talked to the church, and he said he would keep you from the temptation that's coming on the earth. And in Revelation 4, 1, we have those three words, brother, come up heaven. Amen. Amen, Wayne. Hey, brother, time is getting close, and I, I agree with you. The evidence in my honest, as best I can tell, I am pre-trib, but I, I just want to tell you, uh, there's some godly men that do not understand or see it that way, and I respect them, and we do our best to say the biggest issue about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is to be ready when he comes. Uh, we've talked about Matthew 24. How about 25? Uh, the, those brides, maids being ready, having their lanterns, their candles, having them lit right. so that they'll be ready for his coming. And whenever it is or however it is, guess what? We'll be with him. Wayne, thanks so much for the call this afternoon. Lonnie, Carrie. I don't think we're going to have enough time to get to you, and I apologize for that. Feel free to send us an email to word at AFR.net, word at AFR.net. Wayne, I would like to uh, taxi on to your thoughts and Bert, yours as well. I, I don't think we leave the program there. I think we remember that, you know, God is knocking. Christ is knocking at our door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And so, folks, if he is still knocking on your heart, don't give in to the scoffers. Don't give in to the naysayers. Remember the scripture we shared earlier. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And, folks, if, if the church you're going to doesn't preach that, if the group you're hanging out with won't accept that, Find some new friends and find a church that's a Bible-preaching, teaching church. Bert? If you need help, <clears throat> there's a number you can call. There are partners in, in ministry, Triple Eight Need Him, mm -hmm. or chataboutjesus.com, and they'll help you. And uh, you don't get put on a, <laughs> a big list. They just, right. They're there to help. And so if you've never received Christ as your Savior, don't believe the scoffers. It is winding down, and yeah. Jesus is coming back. We need to be ready. Thank you for listening. Jim, thank you for being with us. My pleasure. And we'll be back Monday with more of the Book of Proverbs. Thank you for listening. Please.